At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. Busy Saturday night. Aaron, of course, out in Los Angeles. How is it out there, my friend? It is great, Arnie. It is warm. There is no snow on the ground. How is it uh, out in Vermont? Yeah, we had a little snow on Friday, uh, about a good 30 degrees. And then, of course, at night, got a little colder. I hate when it snows in April because I know everybody else is having great weather out there. And I'm I'm bummed out because it's snowing and it's cold out here in Vermont. But this is what I get for being in the witness relocation program. You know what I mean or what? It is. And and I would think that it would have especially ruined this week. Because I heard someone had a birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy yeah, yeah. birthday. Thank 29 you. years old. I can't. Unbelievable. Yeah. How'd 29. you celebrate? Yeah, it seems I'm a little older, but I, I mean, I look 29. That's all that really matters is that, yes. that I look young. You know, the, 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 we usually don't do poll questions, but I'll, I'll give you the poll question, and you answer the first thing that comes right off your bat because you know I went to high school with Steve Kerr. You did? Who looks younger, me or Kerr? Right now, boom. 
Uh, pull, uh, that's a hundred percent easy answer. I, I, it, <laughs> Look how you stole it! He stole it! No, it's you, Skeletor. No, Listen, you stole. I, I think it just popped out. Boom, you. Well, I Boom. think I I think it's I think that this this group of warriors who everyone's getting thrown out of games, getting technicals, everybody's injured. Steve Kerr's aged about three, four, five <laughs> yes. years this year. You, you look like a spring chicken. You've never I, looked better. I, I, all, I, Well, I have the silky smooth skin, so you know Ew. a lot of people mistake me for that. But, yes, thank you. I had a birthday. Uh, wow, what? what? Jeez, for crying out Man, you have, I, you have you have skin like sandpaper. Oh, stop it. I could do dove commercials. You wouldn't know wow. the difference. Stop it. Get out of here. By the way, Aaron, uh, one of my listeners texted on in that said they were watching the movie Paterno on HBO and that my voice was on the movie. They uh, cut or you see me talking about the Paterno situation and uh, they put it in the movie. Am I supposed to get paid for that? Don't I get paid for that or what? Absolutely. Yeah, you should uh, You should give a call out to HBO uh, yeah. at some point. Yeah. Are you really Let me in the movie? get my attorney on it, you know? Are you really in the movie? That's what they said. I, I just found out today that they cut away. I guess I was doing an interview on CNN, and they took that interview that I was doing, and they put that in the movie. Do I still get money for that or what? Of course. See, here it is. I'm here in L.A. Yeah. You, always, you always talk about, you know, when I date supermodels. So you're yes. in Vermont. You're you're a movie star. You're yes. dating you're dating supermodels. I can't yeah. keep up with you, man. What am I doing wrong out yeah. here? It's uh, it's it's been a very very busy uh, life for me, no doubt about that. By the way, the Dodgers has have just gone ahead five to four. We got a lot of baseball to get to. It's a busy show today. Uh, DeSega will stop by, by later on this hour uh, as we wrap up everything in the world of sports. We'll see if the Dodger game is over by then because the Giants are going to get the bat. Vegas runner will join us in hour number two. We'll get to all the picks. We start though. Let's start with the Masters. And I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm I'm not a golf guy. I tune into the Masters to see Tiger, and then once Tiger's eliminated and he's without like uh, seven, eight strokes behind, and he's so far behind now, it doesn't make a difference. I'm not the guy that's going to watch this whole thing on Sunday. Golf oh. isn't my thing. I'm a New Yorker. You know, most people in the Northeast aren't really that type of, you know, into golf like they are in the West Coast and the Southwest and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I know there's a good, uh, a good race going on on the leaderboard out there, but when Tiger and Phil aren't around, I'm checked out. You know what I mean, Aaron? So let me ask you this, because I actually think there's a lot of good storylines. Is there anything that could have happened in this tournament outside of Tiger being on the leaderboard that would have you interested? Ah, boy. I mean, you mean if there's like a four or five way tie up on the leaderboard and they're coming down to the last three or four holes, I'll tune in just to see who's going to win and I'll watch the drama to see who's going to win. But just based on somebody I want to see, it's Phil, it's, it's Tiger. And it's really nobody else. No, there's, I don't think there's anybody else. I mean, if, if, if Sergio somehow got back on the leaderboard or when VJ Singh was leading after four, four holes, I was excited. But no, there, there, there's really no, nobody going to get me to tune on in unless it's got some type of drama in it there. And so basically what you're saying is any golfer born after 1980, you're just not into it. Wow. You're making me sound so old. Well, you know, it's not even that because the, the, I mean, the golfers are great right now, but there's just, I don't know if there's no personality. I mean, I'm waiting for Jordan Spieth to grab golf, 
you know, by the by the shirt collar and shake it up. And, you know, he hasn't done it. Rory, he's a great golfer, but, I mean, I'm not really gravitating toward him. Why? Is no. there somebody you're gravitating to? Are you no. enjoying golf more that Tiger's not around? No, I'll get to that in a second. But, by yeah. the way, as I watch, I'm sitting here in the Geico Fox Sports Studios here in L.A., Mike Trout up to bat with the Angels. Is Jordan Spieth just the Mike Trout of, of golf? Great individual talent that has the personality of a doorknob. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, what is the most interesting thing that we know about either, well, really, either Mike Trout or Jordan Spieth, but, like, what is interesting about Jordan Spieth? The, the, the only thing exist. interesting about him is that he plays. He used to play golf with Tony Romo and their friends. I mean, that, that's right. That's the most interesting thing about him. I think his house has an indoor basketball court too. Okay, there you cool. go. <laughs> but so to answer your question, though, first of all, I, I, as I as I'm watching this Angels game, I do think that is a fair parallel. But see, the, to me, the reason that I asked the question, "Would anyone besides Tiger intrigue you?" is because I do think that considering that Tiger is nowhere near the leaderboard or nowhere near the top of the leaderboard that this is about as interesting as it could get from the sense that Rory McIlroy knocking on the door. And keep in mind, of course, Rory McIlroy, a guy that has all three has won all three majors except for the Masters. So who knows? Maybe if he wins this, he creates the or he gets the career grand slam. Ricky Fowler in third place. You talk about a guy that does have personality, wears those orange pants uh, because right. of the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Uh, he's got a little bit of a swinging singles life going on, so Ricky Fowler's on the leaderboard. And then, as I was texting you all day, this guy, Patrick Reed, atop the leaderboard, he's a little bit cuckoo, but I like him. He's a little bit off, but I like him. I, I'm sure we'll get into it more, but he has a, a little bit of a checkered past, to say the least. And so because, now that I know a little bit more about Patrick Reed, I think I'm a little bit more interested. You know, and, and, and you're going to, I want to hear that story later on, but I, one thing about golf, and, and like I said, sure, you, you'll tune into the majors, but for the most part, golf is, is, once Tiger, you know, was not around, and once Tiger was not significant in the world of golf, ratings plummeted. I'm not yep. telling any you guys anything you really don't know. Golf has been on such a decline. I mean, it's, it's got to the point where it's like baseball, where baseball's trying to figure out how they could make themselves a more appealing to millenniums, how they could speed things up. Golf needs to go in the same direction. Golf needs to figure out, hey, what are we going to do to get the millennials? What are we going to do to get more people to watch the sport? What are we going to do to make this more enjoyable for people to tune in than what's going on right now? They've got to do it because baseball's going through the same thing, Aaron. Yeah, I do think, though, that when you try too hard to change the rules, I do think golf is a little bit of a slow game. I think part of so much of it is just the personalities, like like we were just talking about. Jordan Spieth has no personality. Rory McIlroy has no personality. Uh, we don't really – Jason Day, I think, is his name, the other guy that's been pretty good yeah. through the years. Like, no personality. And so what everyone always talks about Tiger's greatness, but I think what captivated people with Tiger – was his personality, the fact that he was really the first golfer that fist-pumped and yelled and screamed yeah. and, like, intimidated, physically and mentally intimidated other players. And so we don't have that personality. Now, baseball may be a little bit different, but I think back to baseball when I was younger, all the personalities that they had, Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, Randy Jones, you know. And so I, I just think with golf, I don't know that – 
rules need to change. They just need some guys that aren't that are a little bit more interesting. They they all look the same, walk the same, talk the same. Nobody says anything interesting. That's golf's biggest problem right now. They don't have that guy that kind of what you were saying about Tiger that you want to tune in to watch, not just because of his individual greatness, but because of what he may may not say, what he may may not do, things like that. But baseball has interesting guys. Baseball said, "Hey, Bryce Harper. Remember, he said, let's make baseball fun again. Yep. Let's, you know, let us go ahead and have fun all over again." They have it, and but they're still going ahead with the rule changes. That's why. And by the way, but, if you want to tweet in Aaron underscore Torres or at Stinking Genius One S T I N K I N Genius G E N I U S and the number one. How would you make golf great again? Because, look, I don't want to be old guys shaking my fist at the sky, but golf was a major, uh, not only a major sport, but a major television sport back when I was a kid. So, you know, I'm thinking, and, you know, I know we'll have a little fun with this, but maybe golf needs to go where it's only three days, not four. So, you know, maybe you'll have more uh, people on top of the leaderboard up there, more people bunched up at the top. You play it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, but nobody's really paying attention on Thursday, are they? But let me ask you this, though, because yeah. you keep you keep referencing baseball, and I think it's a good comparison. But you're a baseball guy. You're Mr. Met. I mean, I think you actually were the logo there for a few years. I but... named my son Shea for Shea Stadium. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Wow, I learned <laughs> so much about you. This is great. But So you love baseball. Do you actually like the rule changes? Because I keep hearing about it. We got to, oh, pace of play this, and oh, uh, uh, limit the pitcher, limit the trips to the pitcher's mound, and, and we got to get a, a, a pitch clock. And it's like people that like baseball, they don't need all these rule changes because they like baseball. And I don't know that the rule changes that they brought in have actually made anybody that wasn't a baseball fan watch it, if that makes sense. No, and I understand that. But if look, if I could, I would make baseball seven innings. I think sometimes, yes, it does drag on too long. I need to pick it up. I, I know I sound like a young millennial. Let's pick it you up. Are. Let's move it a little bit. I, I don't have three and a half hours to sit down and watch a whole baseball game, or even three hours for that matter of fact. And I, well, look at it. I know you're saying, well, what about football? But football's once a week. Yep. You know, you're parked in all day Saturday, all day Sunday. You're in for the duration. You can't do it on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You can't be doing it all the time during the week. That's why, look, they're just trying to shave off five to ten minutes from the game. We're yeah. not even talking about a half hour, an hour. Just five to t- ten minutes, uh, they're trying to get more people to come on in. That's why I'm saying golf needs to make major changes if they want to get the millennials. They've got to make it more interesting for people to watch than it is right now. Otherwise, it's going to be a dying sport. Yeah, I guess I don't disagree. I mean, to me, I, I watch, and I'm not a huge baseball guy, but I, I don't know that shaving five to seven minutes off is making me that much more excited to tune into a Dodgers game on a Wednesday night. I do agree in baseball's case, there's too many games. And look, here's the thing, right? Anything in life, you're always trying to tweak. You're always trying to fine tune. My problem with some of these sports, listen, you could even make this argument with the NFL, right? Is that they've tried so hard to make the sport safe and clean and limit certain kinds of hits. I think it's great. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy that, that the players are safer, but I think there's now a segment of football fans that say, I don't like this sport. It feels like flag football. You can't make a hit. You can't make a tackle. And so my only point and my only argument is that it's fine to tweak and to fine-tune and to make things a little bit better. And maybe your point on baseball is well taken that they've shaved off five to seven minutes. But you got to be careful not to go too far. 
not to ostracize the people that love the sport, that are the diehards, that are those people that tune in Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in the case of golf, six, seven nights a week in the case of baseball, for those three, four hours during football. It's just, that's my big fear is you, you get too drastic, then all of a sudden you, you, you ostracize the people that love the sport for the way that it is. All right, I'll give you some more ideas on how to make golf great again. By the way, if you want, oh, good. I I want to get to that. So, uh, if you want to tweet those in, Aaron A A R O N underscore Torres T O R R E S or at Stinking Genius One. I also want to get into a little bit of McGregor. What the heck? I still haven't figured out what happened, and that was a that's couple what, of days ago. That's what golf needs: more Conor McGregor, Jeez. more fights. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right about that. Uh, also, I want to get into what happened in the Nationals game. We got a busy segment, a lot to get to. We're off and running. Aaron and Arnie, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Aaron, you got to get to Hooters. Try the new smoked wings—a whole new way to crave wings. And with all the tastes and half the calories also. So you can eat twice as many. Go to Hooters and check it on out. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Artie Spanier. Great Saturday night, 7th day of April. If you want to go ahead and tweet us, he's at Aaron underscore Torres. I, what's, I hate the underscore. What, what is up with that? You want to make it hard on people to find you or what? What's up with that? You no, know? it's the exact opposite. Some fake Aaron Torres stole my Twitter oh. handle before I was ever on Twitter. Yeah, I was oh. late I was late to the Aaron Torres party. I got a fake Arnie Spanier one, but I but I just use stinking genius one. Uh, so you can get in that way also. I, I'm being serious about... What's wrong with having golf a three-day event, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and take away the Thursday? I, I think that would get more people on top of the leaderboard. It would be bunched up. It would be a great Sunday. More people would pay attention. People like Tiger wouldn't have to put four straight days uh, good together. They could maybe be in contention after three days. I like that idea. You're, you're not a fan of that or what? I, I actually thought the opposite. When I was kind of going through uh, my ideas, and this isn't my great idea, by the way. This is one of my kind of sort of decent ideas. Yeah. I actually think it's the opposite. I like, if you remember, in the Ryder Cup, which, by the way, is a three-day event, I would add, Arnie, they play 36 holes on the first day or oh, maybe yeah. even two days. So I like the idea of the mentally and physically taxing 36-hole extravaganza. I don't know if that would be on Thursday or maybe even Friday as the opening day of a tournament or maybe on the last day when everyone's physically exhausted, mentally exhausted, Throw them, make them play 36 holes, see how they hold up. <laughs> Come on, Arnie, you want twice as much time on the couch. Yeah. Let's go. I'm trying to cut it back. You're trying to get twice as much time. By the way, do we have breaking news? Is that what you guys are telling me? Back yeah, the studio? Arnie, my Dodgers, not your Dodgers, but my Dodgers just lost on a walk-off home run. As soon as you mention them, like, oh, they're, they're, uh, they tied it up, they're in the lead. What happened? They lost. Thanks a lot, Arnie. My Dodgers lost 7-5? to five? Oh, my goodness. Are they walk-off three-run homer? To the dreaded San Francisco Giants. Yeah, I'm trying to cut it back, uh, Aaron, and you're trying to get more golf out of it. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think golfers ever ever going to make it back to the old days. I I think it's gone the way of the Indy 500, uh, you know, the Kentucky Derby, men's tennis, bowling. I don't know stuff like that. The Indy 500. It's it, those sports are no longer going to boxing. They're no longer relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't disagree. I mean, I just think that I think golf can get back solely because the best player, may, maybe the most individually gifted player in the history of the sport, Tiger Woods, is still playing. And so, if he ever gets good again, then like really good, like 
potentially the top of the sport, then the ratings are going to shoot up. But the question becomes, at some point, his career is going to be over. He won't be a contender in these major tournaments. And then what do you do? So I think once, if we might get a, a spike in the ratings thanks to Tiger Woods, but after that, then it then I find it hard to believe that it will ever kind of capture the big, broad audience that it once did 10, 12 years ago, let alone, as you were saying a little bit, when you were younger, maybe when Jack Nicholas and those kind of guys. Yes, when I was younger, when we were using, uh, we just invented the telephone. So did they? Yes, yeah, so way back then. they use wood clubs back then? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, what, let's go back just to Thursday. What the heck was I watching on Thursday with Conor McGregor? I, look, forget about the, the dolly for a second, and he picked up a... A barrier, one of those steel barriers, too. But that, that, that by the way, that's pretty heavy. He's got to be pretty strong to do that. Um, you know, all, everybody's asking, was it staged? Was it scripted? There's no doubt in my mind, part of this thing was planned out. I'm not going to say scripted where it was written out and he's going to do this and do that. But I don't know how an entourage of 20 gets to roam through the halls, you know what I mean, of the, of the Barclays Center. Nobody's saying anything. You got cameras all over the place. And this guy's acting like a knucklehead. There's no doubt to me this was some type of staged event and that this knucklehead took it way, way too far and crossed the line. What, what do you think when you saw this whole thing, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because uh, I, I see your point. I mean, to me, my thing is if Conor McGregor walks to the front door, are you the security guard that's telling him no? Are you the security guard that's telling him, I'm sorry, Mr. McGregor, or I'm sorry, sir, uh, I need to see a pass? Like, Wait, wait a minute. They, they, they told Michael Bennett no at the Super Bowl. They, they, well, they no, told, no. What, was the actor? Went, no, no. what was the actor they told them no? Michael Bennett was on there, the yeah. field, and he just didn't want to take the entrance to the field that they wanted him to take. That's a little bit different. But And also, by the way, with all due respect to Michael Bennett, he is not to football what Conor McGregor is right. to. That'd be like Tom Brady, like, yeah, I want to get on the field here, and, and they said no to Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers. That's a little bit different. Hey, they, even Jack Nicholson was uh, asked for his ticket when he wanted to go back to his seat. You know what I mean? When, at the Laker game. So nah. even he was carded there. Well, I, you know, I, I do think it's an interesting point by you, the idea that an element of this was staged. I mean, you know, I will say this. Connor flew, what, 5,000 miles from Ireland to New York uh, yeah. when when this uh, initial incident happened. But I do think it gets to a point where Connor like, went to jail and there were charges filed against him. And UFC and Dana White had to cancel three cards or three fights on tonight's cards. So when people were like, oh, this is staged, like, I find that pretty hard to believe. Maybe what you said, Arnie, that elements of it were kind of thought out beforehand and that he just took it too far. I just find it hard to believe that Dana White is going to put any of his fighters at risk when they've got this big card going on. Uh, obviously, they're trying to drum up interest for it, but, I mean, like, guys had to go to the hospital after this. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I find it hard to believe. It was look, look, I don't know if he's ever going to fight again or when he's going to fight again. But I will tell you this, because of what happened, and maybe I'm just a knucklehead for even thinking like this, now I want to see, get, see his, uh, get his backside kicked. 
I don't know okay. who he would fight, if he's ever going to fight again, but what he does, now I'm going to remember what happened now. We'll see it a million times. Uh, it will be part of the pre-fight hype, and I'm going to want this guy to get destroyed. So, I don't know. Maybe I would want to watch it anyway if he didn't do these shenanigans, but now I'm going to be more inclined to see this guy get his backside kicked, you know? Well, I mean, can't you make the argument he's done this like 20 times? I mean, first of all, yeah. the, the whole Mayweather press tour was – Basically, everyone tuned into that fight to right. watch one of them get their you-know-what's kicked. Right, um, right. If you remember, he used some kind of, I guess, maybe racial slurs right. during the Nate Diaz lead-up. So it's not as though this is not in Connor's playbook. But, but that's not new. That's this I mean. is not new. Just go to back to Muhammad Ali. That I mean, that, that, that went on back oh, yeah. in his time. Joe Frazier, yeah. Yeah. No, I, but let me ask you this. I, I have a theory on Connor here. I think part of this is he's just really bored. Because this is a guy that was used to fighting two, three times a year throughout his career. I looked it up this today. He thought he fought three times in 2015. He thought he fought three times in 2016. Right. Now he made so much money from the Mayweather fight that he can't go back into either the ring or the octagon and take a small little whatever it is, couple million dollar paycheck from UFC. I know. Uh, uh, pennies on the dollar to him, maybe a little bit more to you and I. I just think this guy's bored, and you know, you you make a hundred million dollars, and at one, it's hard to get excited to fight for two, three, four million dollars. But at the same time, there's only so many cars and yachts and houses you can buy. I think this all stems from the guy's got nothing to do. He's 29 years old. He's already conquered his sport, and now he's just. I, I really think he's just bored out of his mind. I really do. Uh, remember now, $100 million is more like $40 million because of taxes, this, that, and the other. And, you know, I, I, I look, I know $40 million is enough also to go ahead and, and buy whatever you want. But you're right. Maybe he is bored. Maybe that's a good point. Maybe he's got it's nothing to really do. He's fighting six times in two years, and now he's just sitting on the sideline because he's got all this money right now, and he really can't go uh, fighting for pennies on the dollar. I mean, you bring up a good point there. That you know, that's, listen, we're the two smartest men in radio, and they put us yeah. together. So <laughs> this is all we do is make great points. But no, I, I just, I just, I mean, I, I will say that part of it is you know me being I'm not quite a millennial. I'm a little too old to be a millennial, but I follow the guy on Instagram, and and it went from right after the fight, he's posting pictures of his yachts and his houses and his cars. And the last couple months, it's just been. I, I think he's just bored. I really do. I think that all stems as part of this. I also think, by the way, talk about a uh, talk about a loyal friend. He flew five thousand miles across yeah. the globe to defend his friend, Arnie. I'll tell you what, man, you're a good friend. You're one of my, maybe even one of my best friends. I don't know that I'm willing to risk jail time to defend you in yeah. a fight. So that was another takeaway that I had from this McGregor thing was what what kind of friend I I, I guess I appreciate and respect it, but that's a long way to fly just to get end up getting arrested. Well, as as a wise man once said, everybody needs a fall guy. You know there, that. There so you go. You, you need that there. That's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Busy Saturday night. Uh, let's go ahead and check it. Wait, by the way, when we get back, something interesting really happened in the Nationals game. We'll touch on that. But first, uh, DeSegas is going to tell me what happened to my Dodgers. What happened there, Please DeSager? stop calling them that for Wow! Starters. Wow! Dodgers with almost no offense the first week of the season actually took the lead in the top of the 14th. They were out of uh, bench players, like, in regulation, and they were almost going to have... I mean, if, was, if this was going to 16 innings, Yasiel Puig pitching was an option. It was that bad <laughs> on the roster. San Francisco's Andrew McCutcheon, after a bunch of foul balls, bottom of the 14th, on the 12th pitch of the at-bat, 
Hits a three-run homer to beat the Dodgers 7-5 in 14. The Dodger offense left 15 men on base. McCutcheon finishes 6-for-7 at the plate tonight. The Dodger record falls to 2-6. and six. Miami also 2-6, and six, and they lost 20-1 at Philadelphia tonight. Houston with a 10-inning win against San Diego. Here's how it sounded on Astros Radio. Keep in mind, Houston is trying to win the game, a scoreless game in the 10th. They hit a pop-up in the infield. I saw this. Fielders <laughs> converging. Who wants it? Hosmer! It's just behind them! Fisher scores! And the Astros win! One to nothing in the bottom of the 10th! The batter pops it up. It yeah. goes maybe 20 feet out in the infield. And the first baseman, the new first baseman for the Padres, Eric Hosmer with the huge contract, normally great defense, racing in, uh, overruns it. Couldn't I'm, even get a glove at that. That could have been me out there. It would have made, you would have not known the difference, except <laughs> no. I, I would have been a little heavier. Yeah, and he yeah. stayed on his feet. But Houston yeah. <laughs> wins in 10 innings, one nothing. The Padres now 2-7 and seven on the game-winning infield pop. Cincinnati was down 4 nothing early and still won at Pittsburgh 7-4. to four. Cubs and Texas with wins. As far as the late ball game in Anaheim, it's the A's 4-3 over the Angels in the bottom of the seventh inning. Luis Valbuena has just homered, and it's Braves tied 2-2 bottom of the tenth at Colorado. Boy, there are a lot of cold day games in Major League Baseball today, including at Minnesota, 27 degrees first pitch. Seattle beat the Twins 11-4. Mike Leake 2-0 went five innings for the victory there. Boston and the Mets each one again. Patrick Reed leads the Masters by three strokes over Rory McIlroy. The NHL regular season is ending for most teams tonight. Currently, third period, Avalanche leading 3-1 over St. Louis. If Colorado wins in regulation, guess who gets the last playoff spot in the West? Philadelphia clinched a playoff berth beating the Rangers, and the Rangers now, just a few minutes ago, fired coach Elaine Vigneault. Boston got a win. The Bruins play the one game tomorrow night, the season finale. Make-up game. Boston could clinch top seed in the East then. NBA, everything's final. San Antonio and Brooklyn each one. Oklahoma City and New Orleans each one. Milwaukee and Denver as well. Denver beat the Clippers, so the L.A. Clippers eliminated from the playoff race. Arnie, I read this week, first time since the early 60s, NBA will have no L.A. team, no New York team, no Chicago oh, team. I was going to give you that trivia question. Of course, back in the early 60s, Chicago didn't even exist as an NBA team. But, yeah, you would have to go that far back without a New Yorker. The trivia question was, when's the last time the Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, and Nets didn't make the playoffs? 1972. Unreal. You like that. There you go. Wait, wait. You're saying the Lakers did not make the playoffs in 72? No, they made it in 72. Maybe it was... 62. 62. As I think I I just said. Okay. Wow! Well, they won. It was the best Laker team ever in '72. I think they made the playoffs. You're right. I got the years mixed up. You're gonna jump down my throat over that? I was gonna say, Arnie, you're 29 years old now. You're you're too young to remember this. It might be 30. It might be 30. I don't know after this. Uh, The singer looked that up. It's 62. I don't. I thought maybe it's 68. I don't know. Like I said, Chicago didn't have a team back then. Oh, you got me confused now. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to say 15% or more with insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. Uh, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. Aaron, interesting thing that happened in the Mets-Nationals game. Uh, Well, an umpire pretty much went ballistic and decided to throw out a player 
when the player didn't even look at him. Maybe play the cut for you. It was Rendon, Anthony Rendon, that got thrown out of the game. Here's what happened. Play it for me, uh, Ryan. The 2-2. And he's called out on strikes again, and Rendon tosses the bat to the inside corner, a changeup. And Rendon just got thrown out of the game. He threw his bat down, and Rendon's been tossed out of the game, and Davey Martinez is livid. It's the second game in a row the Nationals have had a position player tossed, and that one was ridiculous. That was not a warranted ejection. If you want to give him an equipment fine, that's fine. That was not a warranted ejection. And now Davey Martinez has been ejected. And he slams his hat down and is kicking dirt around home plate, and the crowd loves it. He's pointed the inside corner, off the inside corner where those pitches were called. And Davey Martinez is letting him have it. And Martinez is getting a standing ovation as he heads back to the dugout. All right, thanks to the Nationals Radio Network. My question to you, Aaron, is, uh, and of course, I'll also relate this to basketball, because we see Kevin Durant uh, get thrown out of five games this year. Are the umps and refs more sensitive this year, or are the players more sensitive this year? Because somebody's not uh, keeping their temper in check, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. First of all, you and I talked about that Kevin Durant thing a few weeks ago. The the most recent ejection was just so completely uncalled for. I mean, as far as Durant just not even treating the referee like a human being. Right, right, right. Yeah, this one, I'm going to put it on the up. And uh, it's funny because obviously, as as we've discussed many times, I cover college basketball. If you remember, there was an incident this year where Ted Valentine, uh, a referee, ejected Joel Berry from North Carolina – and then Joel Berry, or gave him a technical, Joel Berry tried to plead his case, and Ted Valentine turned his back on Joel Berry. Do you, oh, I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember. And so I, I just think, you know what I really think it is, Arnie? I think, and I hate, we've talked a lot about millennials today. Um, I think everybody just wants their 15 seconds of fame, 15 minutes of fame. Um, you know, everybody's outside of sports. Everyone's got their Instagram account and Twitter account. Everyone wants their voice heard. Everyone wants their opinion heard. Everyone wants their face in the headlines or in the spotlight. That was my only explanation for that because I, I think, you know, the, the the audio did it pretty good justice if you haven't seen the visual yet. That Rendon basically did nothing other than kind of toss his bat and nothing that warranted injection. Right, right. You know, I, and I'll just say this overall generally. I'm not going to say every person, but overall, and I'm very honest with this, and I've been very, uh, you know, uh, pretty straightforward on this. Uh, for the most part, uh, NFL umpires, Major League Baseball refs, NBA refs, uh, you guys are horrible at your jobs. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry to say that. No, I, I'm being serious. You are horrible at your jobs. I don't believe you get like 97 or 98% of the calls right, which they say. I mean, how many times has the NBA come out and how many mistakes do we find just in the last two minutes alone? Yeah, could you imagine if we went ahead and looked up the whole game? And counted up all the mistakes. We just we just do it the last two stinking minutes. You are horrible at your jobs. And it's not that hard of a job, to be honest with you. But but the, the basketball refs, the baseball, the NFL, and I'm sorry to tell you, the NFL's worst of them all. NBA is a close second. I feel for the baseball, the major league baseball ups, but there's some lousy umpires also, Aaron. I, I feel they do a lousy job and they've got the quick trigger. And they're the ones being sensitive and throwing the players out. Look, I know the players could lose their marbles a little bit and deserve to get thrown out. But, you know, we don't pay to see the umpire or the ref or whoever. We see we pay to see the players, you know? Yeah, by the way, when you talk about NFL refs being the worst, 
worst. My favorite is still in the Super Bowl. There was just two plays that were blatantly not touchdowns during the regular season, or uh, you know, not completions during the regular season. They were just like, yeah, you know, we're just going to call these completions because it's the Super Bowl and we don't want any <laughs> drama. Like, like, come on now. Um, no, I'm with you. I think everything is an individual kind of one incident sample size, but this was one a thousand percent where it was just a ref just or an ump just looking for right. his 15 seconds of fame. I think it's embarrassing. Like you said, you're there to kind of be the police to kind of keep things under control, but we're tuning in to see the players. We're tuning in to see the action. I mean, we're talking about what a bad flip here. You're, yes. you're talking about a bad flip. By the way, Timber writes in a uh, MLB umpires are arrogant as hell. Ooh. Do you see how they almost celebrate when a called strike ends an inning? I've never danced that much in my life. Wow. That, that is true. I mean, you ever seen the dramatics they get? I mean, NBA refs get a little dramatic also with the, the charge or the yeah. block, you know, with the, the whole thing. NFL refs, yeah, they throw the flag a little bit, <laughs> but uh, all you really see is like Ed Hockley type talking. You really don't see the uh, attitude like the, uh, the other uh, sports give you, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with all that. Yeah, I never really thought about the, the drama that comes with it. But, yeah, there is nothing worse than the umpire that has to over-accentuate the strike three call, the ref. Yeah, it's just I think it's – I really think – and I'm I'm going uh, – I'm overanalyzing the situation. I really just think, think it's a symptom of society. I really think it's everybody needs to, to be in the news. Everybody needs to show – I don't know. It's just – it annoys me. It's like your your job is not to – the the best refereeing or umpiring job is right. when we're not talking about you at the exactly. end of the game. Right. And so when you see something like this, and honestly, I'm not trying to, like you always said, like you just said a minute ago, not trying to be old guy yelling at clouds here, but it, it makes the whole profession look bad when you do something that stupid and you make it about yourself. You got to get younger. You know, you have to get these NFL refs that are like 70-something years old. You got to yeah. toss them out. I know there's, you know, you can't discriminate against the elderly, but they shouldn't be NFL refs. You got to get younger. In that situation. Well, how about, I was going to say, how about the NBA? I mean, you're running up and down a court for 48 minutes. You yeah. got guys in their 70s and 60s doing it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm 30. I'm in my 30s. I can barely get up and down the court. So yeah. maybe yeah, that's no, a I, th- maybe that's more about me. But I completely agree. Uh, before we uh, go to a break and get the Sager in here, give me one NBA news and notes because I, I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I, I will tell you this. Uh, I'm, I'm a little worried about the Rockets, but they're still my favorite to go ahead and win the championship. I think Golden State is falling off it. Wow! I think Golden State has fallen off a deep cliff, and I can't wait to see the Western Conference playoffs. I, I think that's going to be like just must-watch TV every game from game one of the first playoff series all the way into the Western Conference Finals. Well, you know how close this whole or whole conference is? Yeah. There's only three teams that have clinched a playoff. Coming into right today, now. two more just clinched, though, I think. Yeah. I know. Well, okay, yeah. you know, you're ruining a good stat, I'm Arnie, sorry. Okay? I'm sorry. I'm such a know-it-all. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I'm you sorry. do know-it-all, you're allowed yeah. to express yeah, exactly. that. One yeah. thing that I thought was interesting, by the way, Cleveland losing last night, they're now in the four spot. I would think that you would want to be in the three spot because you get Boston in the second round. So I don't know that Cleveland fears Toronto necessarily, but I do think that loss could carry a little something going into the postseason because, as I said, I think everybody is trying to line up to play the Celtics without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. Ian says, you guys are agreeing way too much for overnight sports talk. Well, uh, well, not really quite overnight. I mean, it is 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. on the West Coast, so or 8 p.m. to... listen. 
10 p.m. I was going to say, when we're the two smartest guys on radio, who can blame yeah. us, you know? Yeah. I mean, I could just, uh, yeah, I could just start gr- disagree with everything Aaron has to say. We'll come back. Here comes the Sager. We'll get caught up on the late scores, all the news and notes. That's coming up next as we finish off hour number one. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? Ah, oh, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Here comes DeSager. And DeSager, you better be giving me something good about the Phillies scoring 20 runs for crying out loud. <laughs> it was 9-1 in the third inning against Miami. Two early grand slams. It was 17-1 to in the fourth inning. 20-1 to the final against a Miami team that's 2-6. and Michael Franco's with six RBIs. Philadelphia had only scored 19 runs total. Until tonight when they had 20 in one game. Meanwhile, we've had three extra inning contests tonight. Colorado has won on a 10th inning bases loaded walk, 3-2 over Atlanta. Houston with the 10th inning infield pop-up that fell to beat San Diego 1-0. That was incredible. That, That was embarrassing. Especially with a gold glove first baseman that you pay your largest contract to. That would just... That would never happen. Pop up in the infield. Pitcher quickly points up in the air. First baseman comes racing in almost to home plate and overran Couldn't even the get his glove on it. <laughs> Not even close. Garrett Cole, by the way, now with Houston, like the world champs, needed some help in the rotation. Uh, superb tonight. No decision, but seven scoreless innings, 11 strikeouts, and no walks. Texas beat Toronto 5-1. to one. The Blue Jays offense, 2-for-27, nine strikeouts. I don't know if it's the cold weather early season, but there hadn't been a lot of offense this first week plus in Major League Baseball, generally speaking. The Dodgers, most notably, perhaps, since they did win the National League pennant last year, but have a team batting average right now of 206. Yeesh. The, the Dodgers left 15 Yeesh. men on base at San Francisco tonight. They have a 2 and 6 record so far. They lost at the rival Giants in 14 innings, 7-5 for those who weren't with us. Andrew McCutcheon of the Giants, new team for him, game-winning three-run homer and he went 6 for 7 tonight. He homered on the 12th pitch of the at-bat. With two strikes, he fouled off seven pitches to stay alive. The Dodgers were on their final pitcher. They had used everybody that was in the ballpark, pitchers and hitters. So like I say, if it had kept going in extra innings, there was a real chance that if it got to a 15th or 16th that Yasiel Puig might be pitching. Why is he? Can he, can he pitch? Is he? It's, he's like the uh, third catcher as well. It's just wow. in case of things. It hasn't gotten to that, but he's, he's uh, I, on the, in pencil on the list. I would say I, I would have to think Yasiel Puig can get it up pretty high on that radar gun. Yeah, he's got a gun off. from right field, certainly. Yeah. Did he, could Seiko pitch? Once? Well, embarrassingly, yes. Wasn't he the guy that they brought in to pitch and then he hurt his arm? Like, and he, then he couldn't hit for a few days. It was just one of the stupidest things. Anyway, Boston is 7-1 and one now after beating Tampa Bay 10-3. to three. The Mets are 6-1 and one now. Yeah, they clinched the, uh, the NL stop, East, right? Stop. 3-2 the final. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. 3-2 the Mets won at Washington. Bryce Harper did it his, uh, hit his fifth homer. That leads the majors early on. Wow. You're as familiar with four saves already for the Mets. Yankees' win was 8-3 over Baltimore. Yet another of the cold-weather outdoor games today. Chris Tillman, a bad 0-2 for the O's so far. ERA over 8. Detroit's got a 6-1 win at the White Sox. Miguel Cabrera still playing, had three RBIs. The cold game at Minnesota, 27 degrees at first pitch. Had Seattle winning uh, 11-4. St. Louis and Kansas City each one. And did you see the Cubs game on FS1 today? No. They were at Milwaukee. 
The Cubs got four runs in the top of the ninth, including John Lester pinch hitting. And 5-2 Cubs the final. Chris Bryant went 3-for-3 and a couple of walks. I mentioned the NHL regular season ends for most teams tonight. The NBA regular season ends Wednesday night among the five games this evening. Well, the day game with the Clippers losing at home. They're out of the playoff race. But New Orleans and Oklahoma City, each one on the road tonight, winning at Golden State and at Houston, respectively. So they're each up to 46 wins. It's a very, very tight bunch in the Western Conference standings. Uh, Anyone could be, say, four seed or eight seed with still a couple games to go. All right. Thanks a lot. And Aaron, he didn't even get the – we didn't get to the Johnny Manziel highlights. I know. Spring Football League, let's go. Didn't even know that there was that that was happening. It's real and it's spectacular. Yeah. (laughs) Hour one in the books. We'll come back. Reset. We got Vegas Rudder coming back, so we'll talk to him a little bit. Aaron underscore Torres. Add stinking genius one if you want to get in. We'll be right back right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Where, where is my producer, Eminem? Did, did you ever look up to see if what the listeners were saying was true and that I'm in the movie Paternal, that they... Took a clip of me on CNN and put it in the movie Paterno. Did you look that I, up the I, other day? I, 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 I've been looking it up. I've been doing some crack research. Still have not been able to confirm or deny that rumor. So, because, uh, Aaron, you told me I'm supposed to get paid for that. Am I not yeah. or what? I, I don't want to call you Hollywood royalty. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it feels sort of accurate. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll we'll see where this is because this is just one listener that came to you. If it comes up in droves and we hear, like, two or three, four or five... Maybe it becomes more of a thing. Like well, you I, guys know I'm an actor. I mean, oh Aaron, no, 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 no! Believe me, you you've yeah. made that very well known. You're not very good, but I, yeah. Eric, did you know I was on the Newlywed Game? Did you know that? What? I did not know that. That's Look incredible. At that yeah, You're and, not and an guess actor. what? Stop it! Stop it! And, and is we that won. Is he lying? No, I'm not lying. We won a trip to Micronesia. Wow. God, that sounds like a made-up place. It doesn't even sound real. Arnie, when I first started working with you, you, you made me watch one of the trailers where you appeared in the trailer for all of about two seconds. Yes, but that was a nude scene I did with Simona Fusco. It's disgusting. Uh, look, <laughs> I don't that. even need to have that image look right that now, Look that up, Arnie. Aaron. Come, Google. No, 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 don't, no, 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 no. We're not causing viruses it. on these computers. Yeah, no, listen, no, Arnie, I don't, I don't want to get fired for an inappropriate. You know, it's my yeah. third week here with you. I've enjoyed it so far. Yes. No, no, I, I, if you, you Google Simona Fusco, I did a nude scene with her wow. in uh, in one of the offices. Oh, off- my yeah. Lord. Is it possible for the it, mind to actually vomit? It, oh, God. I, I, I need one of those, like, you is, know, like in Men in Black where they had, like, that little device where they just erased your memory? I need I one of those say, right now. I was yeah. say, is it at least an artistic nude scene, like from Titanic no. or something? I, no, no. Nothing no, about Arnie is artistic. Oh, okay. yeah. It was just it's, uh, it was just raunchy. It was like you'll have to go Cinemax look it up. post yeah. two p.m. Kind of, or two a.m. kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm just asking. You're you know you're you're giving me too many uh, uh, yeah. just enough information where I'm intrigued, but not enough information. Yeah, you'll where have I can to make a, you'll have to look it up. Not at work though. Yeah, was, I can. Uh, you I don't need those computer fine. viruses. All right. Uh, you know, I did get a tweet earlier from someone says, "Ah, oh, you know, I told Jason Smith, and now I'm telling you, don't talk golf. You know nothing about golf. You know." It, 
by the way, yeah, golf, of course, not my favorite subject. We talked about this in hour number one, and I brought this up. I'm just like everybody else. I'm a normal fan out there. I'm more, I'm, I'm more like Fred Flintstone compared to everybody else. But if Tiger's not up there, if Phil's not up there, um, the only way I'm tuning in on uh, tomorrow, uh, Aaron, is if you give me some time of drama, if there's two or three guys all separated by a stroke and it's coming down to the final uh, last two holes, I'll tune in to see what's going on. Okay. Other than that, it's not much. Watch TV. I'm going to tell you why you got to tune in. Okay, <laughs> Patrick Reed. Yeah, I, I I I was sent some stuff on Twitter because what I said on Twitter, I'm behind any athlete that looks like when he finishes his day of work, he has a few beverages, a few cold beverages, if you know what I mean. Of course, you know too many of these athletes now they're eating their their salads and they're drinking their 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 water with a kale, a, yeah, kale <laughs> salad with water and cucumbers. So Patrick Reed strikes me as the kind of guy. Coconut water is the rage of everything. Yeah, if, if he's having coconut water, there's some vodka mixed in is the point that I'm trying to make. <laughs> and so I was all in on Patrick Reed. And so somebody sent me this article. He's got kind of a crazy background. So he's like the 20th ranked player in the world or something. But here's the deal. He was this golf prodigy, yep. goes to University of Georgia, gets thrown out of University of Georgia. For or what? So this is where it gets interesting. Yeah. He claims that he had an incident with alcohol, so I don't want to make light of alcohol, but it, it sounded like it's not a, a, a an addiction or a problem as much as just he had a little too much fun one night. So, okay, like one night crazy fraternity stuff. Yeah, thing. that's his argument. Yeah. So there are unsubstantiated... Boys will be boys. Yeah, and so there are unsubstantiated claims that maybe he just wasn't the best teammate. Maybe, by the way, that he was making up some scores on the course when he was at Georgia, and that maybe, listen to this. What? Wait, 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 what, what? Making up some scores? I... Like, like you know, you go and you, you know, you, you, I don't know if he made up a score, but you you claim that uh, you hit the ball down the middle of the fairway and maybe it ended up in the woods and maybe you have a hole in your pocket. Or, or, and or do, do they say, like, what did you get? And, and you had a 10 and you told me you got, like, a 7 or something? I don't know. Is that what this is? Listen. Up? This is what USA Today told me via wow. the internet. Yeah, USA Today is pretty reputable, right? Yeah, yeah. They're trustworthy. So he gets thrown out of Georgia, then goes to someplace called Augusta State, which honestly, I'm not even kidding, Arnie. I don't even think that school exists anymore. They changed the name. So Augusta State doesn't exist. Leads them to back-to-back national championships. The second year, they beat Georgia for a national championship. <laughs> and oh, by the way... He almost gets thrown out at Augusta State, too, because nobody on the team likes him. They had a vote. Augusta State. Augusta. You know, how, you know how, how much of a jerk you have to be to get almost thrown off Augusta State's team when you're leading him to a national championship? So he, is, uh, he was voted in 2015 the second most disliked golfer on tour behind Bubba Watson. Well, I didn't know they take t- uh, votes like that. Oh, yeah, ESPN. Yeah, them. They did. I wonder how long didn't Tiger hold that uh, that honor for a long time or what? I th- I think so. Yeah, I mean yeah. you're Mister Tiger, so I I, I defer yeah. to you on all things Tiger. But and then uh, so he does all that. By the way, speaking of which, so I guess he said that uh, he won I think three majors by the time he was. Or, excuse me, not three majors, three tournaments by the time that he was 24, and he claimed at the time that he was one of the top five golfers in the world. So everybody hated him for that, and he went on to he didn't win another one for like another two or three years after that. So basically, what I'm saying is, I think this guy is the bad boy of golf. Everyone kind of hates him, 
and I'm kind of on board with a guy that everybody hates, who, oh, by the way, was awesome. He was great today. Two eagles in the last five or six holes. I'm all in on Patrick. How can you not like the bad boy of golf, Arnie? No, I. You know what? I like the story. How many more places do you have to get thrown out of before you before you you know you're into him? No, you see that that's enough to make me tune in on the 17th hole. I'm not so sure. I'm going to say, okay, let's tee it up. Got to turn on the TV, but that's going to give me a little uh, little storyline that I need. Something that's going to say, okay, this guy's a bad boy. Almost got thrown out of two universities, and yeah. and nobody likes him on the tour. I yeah. I like that. I I like that little side story. So maybe now I can root for him when it's all said and done. You know, there's one other thing too that's yeah. upset a lot of golfers. He wears red on Sundays. Oh, is that what only for the leaderboard or something? What? No, that was Tiger's big thing. Oh, so he kind of just there was some other guy just the other with a couple of other tournaments ago that wore red. Uh well, he took Tiger's thing. Now he he so basically he stole Tiger's stick. So he he wears red on Sundays as well. Listen, this guy's getting under the skin of a lot. I of didn't people. know Tiger has the well, patented on colors. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it strikes me as a. Unwritten, like like golf apparently has a lot of unwritten rules, like baseball, and apparently this guy's just broken every one of them. The difference is, of course, that people can't throw a golf ball at his head when he breaks the unwritten rules, so they just have to deal with him being kind of a jerk. But I, I'm all in because you know what? In in my personal life, sometimes I'm kind of a jerk too, so I can really wow. Patrick Reed. Not Aaron underscore Torres. You could reach the me bad at boy of radio. Genius one. Um, I McGregor. He did all this for you. What for the millennial types, right? That's what this whole stage thing is about. Throwing uh, a dolly through the bus window, throwing a uh, steel barrier through the window. Um, things got out of hand. I saw that it was handcuffed. I was a little surprised that it was handcuffed coming out of the police station. I don't know if that's I mean, part of the that's whole what happens dramatics. When you get arrested. I was surprised about that. You know, that's what happens when you get arrested. Yeah, they they put cuffs on you. <laughs> When you got to make bail, they put cuffs on you. I, I thought that was just for schmoes like you and I, not for somebody like Conor McGregor. You know, you, I, and Patrick Reed at, yeah. at certain points. But um, yeah, I, I, I think you made a good point earlier in the show that maybe there was an element to it that was staged. The idea that Conor McGregor just shows up with twenty of his boys and nobody asks a single question of, huh. Hey, what? what are you guys doing here? Why? Why is this mob of twenty angry people here? That like, like may, maybe that part was a little staged. But when guys start getting arrested, when fights have to be canceled because guys got glass in their eyes, I don't know if that part's that part staged. Because already, I'm I'm all good. I'm all for you know staging something. I'm all for being part of the show, making a production out of something. I value my eyesight a little too much to just let somebody just smash some glass into it. So uh, not to get too graphic here, but uh, I think that I, I think if it was, even if an element of it was staged, I think Connor took it a little bit too far. That, you know, they say there's no such thing as bad publicity or, or you know anything like that. Does this help Conor McGregor's brand, or does it? How about it, does it bring in more money? That if or when he should fight next time, that more people will tune on in. I think it is. Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, that that's what happened with Mayweather, right? He just kind of kept saying these insane things, these blasphemous things, and everybody tuned in because they wanted to watch it. I'll tell you what it doesn't help, though, and I truly yeah. believe this. The sport? The brand of UFC, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're now at a point where the three stars of the last seven, eight years, Ronda Rousey's out of the sport completely, doing WWE, which I think is a joke. The, the baddest woman in the world got her butt kicked a few times and just left the sport. Hey, easy there, pal. What's wrong wow. with wrestling? <laughs> Slow your it's roll, fake. homie. 
It's fake. It's That's predetermined. Have you ever tried it before? It's not that easy, pal. I have. You're talking to a former wrestler. Ooh, okay. Wow. Apparently there's some unwritten rules of wrestling, too. I didn't know about my Man, I got thrown in the snake pit there. All right, I won't talk about wrestling. It's all good. I, I forgive you. Thank you. Okay, I'm glad we made amends there. Uh, yeah, so R- Rousey's out. John Jones has basically broken every law in America, failed drug tests, admitted to doing drugs, all that kind of stuff. Now you have McGregor, who maybe part of this was staged, but as you said, Arnie, those cuffs were real. Uh, you know, the three fights that got canceled were real. That yeah. $50,000 bond was real. Those charges that got filed against him were real. So I think it's, I, I thought, it, you know, everyone said, oh, no. Uh, I thought it was a bad day for UFC. All right. The master tweets in, would rather watch grass grow or paint dry instead of watching golf. I, wow. There's people a lot like that also. Ian writes in, I'll give you something to watch at the Masters tomorrow, Arnie. No players ever shot under 70. All four rounds of the Masters. Reed needs a 69 or better tomorrow to be the first person ever to accomplish that feat. I, I had seen that. Still not enough for me to tune in when he tees off to see uh, if he does that, uh, uh, Aaron. I'm, I'm still not all in on that. The bad boy of golf, Patrick Reed. He's going to do something crazy to up said everybody and you're gonna miss it arnie when we get back vegas runner live from warehouse adults playground in las vegas we'll see what the latest lines are all that coming up right here on fox sports radio all right this segment brought to you by granger the products and services that you need when you need them granger's got your back to help keep your facilities running granger for the ones who get it done He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Great night to be on the radio. A busy Saturday night, 7th day of April. Guys, let's go right out to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, you can tweet him at uh, Greek underscore gambler. That's Greek underscore gambler. You can check him out at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. It's Vegas Runner. How you doing, Vegas Runner? Never better, Arnie. You would think that after March Madness, it would be a, a little slow out here in Vegas, you know, kind of awaiting the NBA playoffs, but nothing could be further from that as the Masters leading up to it with all the hype and Tiger Woods. The, the sports books couldn't have been any happier. I think you couple that with all the, the mayhem and chaos going on in the UFC, and you got to remember, Lot Vegas is a UFC town. I mean, they're headquartered here. So, I mean, we're, we're right in the center of, of all of that that happens. And uh, UFC is one of those sports that more and more betting action, you know, you see each and every year. So a lot of confusion there for the books. And, of course, you know, we're coming down the stretch in the NBA season. And uh, baseball started out really well for the sports books. Even though the Sharps have done well, it's the teams that are winning um, that has helped the books as the public are getting killed. I mean, other than Boston, who's 7-1 and one and has won you money, when you look at anyone else that was supposed to do good early on, I mean, Cleveland, you've gotten crushed betting them. You know, you've gotten crushed betting Washington. You've gotten crushed betting the Dodgers. You've gotten crushed betting the Cubs. So, the public's getting beat early on, and especially when you're betting these big favorites, it's costing a lot of money. So, again, very busy time when you would think it wouldn't be that way with the end of March Madness. Let's start with the Masters. First of all, was Tiger Woods the most bet golfer 
uh, for the Masters. So if he was, the books have must have made a fortune off that. And a two-part question, uh, is there odds leading into tomorrow for Patrick Reed uh, up against Rory McIlroy? Indeed there are. Uh, let me get to that real quickly. Patrick Reed is actually the favorite. He's 6-5 to five right now after round three, 6-5 to five to win the Masters, followed by Rory McIlroy at 7-4. to four. So a little less than 2-1 to one for Rory and a little better than even money for Reed. And then behind him is Fowler at 7-1 to one and everyone Ooh. else 15-1 to one or higher. So it appears it's going to come down to those two. At least that's what Vegas thinks. Now, I'm so glad you asked about Tiger Woods, and here's why. I've been here 20 years, and I can tell you there is not a single athlete, a single team that has single-handedly provided more profit for the Las Vegas books than Tiger Woods. <laughs> I mean, single-handedly. You could like say, take a one team. Like, you can't say the Buffalo Bills have done it in football or, you know, the Sixers in basketball. No one's even come close to do what Tiger Woods has done. Because even when he was dominant and winning, the return that they were paying out on the futures pool was so minimal that Obviously, you lose so many more than you win in golf tournaments, even when you're dominant, that they were just cleaning up. And then when he wasn't winning tournaments, he was losing so many matchups. And because of all the, the hype on Tiger coming into this tournament, the Vegas books, I would tell you this, if Tiger would have won this year's Masters, not a single Las Vegas book would have turned a profit on golf this year for the rest of the year, regardless of what happened. It don't matter what happens wow. the rest of the golf season. They would not be able to turn a profit because of the money they would have to pay out, not just on Tiger to win it all at odds of, you know, 50 to 1, 20 to 1, 10 to 1, all the way down to 7 to 1, what he went off at, but then all the matchups that they were betting Tiger against everyone. So the fact that he just, you know, didn't do what the, at least the betting public thought he was going to do and did exactly what the odds makers were banking on and what the sports books you know, have had him deliver for in the past, uh, you know, it's been a big Masters for them, and they have absolutely no liability. Their final liability was Bubba Watson, um, you know, coming in down the stretch because people were betting him after the first round when they put up, you know, new numbers. Um, but uh, now where it sits, they're sitting so good, they don't care who wins this thing. Just out of curiosity, where could you have gotten Patrick Reed at before the tournament started? Yeah, yeah he was as high as 60 to 1 and wow. 40 to 1. It was right wow. around there, and it depends on the month that you saw him. Right before the tournament, if you would have bet him like uh, April 1st, you would have got around 40 to 1, 50 to 1 in some spots. So, yeah, very nice payback. What did the shenanigans, as we move over to the McGregor thing, what did his shenanigans cost Vegas or the betters? Uh, you know, because it, everything it, got canceled. What it did is, number one, is any bets that were placed on, on so many fights that got canceled, so many fights that were changed, had to be refunded. So that's a waste of time for everybody. And number two, you have to then wait to see what's the matchup, confirm what the matchup is, put out a number, and take bets on it. And when you only have a, a certain amount of hours to do that, I mean, it's going to hurt your handle. And that's exactly what this has done. And it, it had been said up because it was a Brooklyn card. It was in New York. It was really promoted big, and this was supposed to be a really nice card. It was a payback from the UFC to Brooklyn because last time they were there, it wasn't a nice card. And then this happened, and it has, it's not their fault, you know, because of what happened. But again, it had it had a negative effect on Vegas, just like it did on the UFC. Nothing good came of this, you know, uh, except that they have put on a good show so far tonight. Some really good fights. 
Switching gears to hoops a little bit, I think kind of listening to the general public, the general sentiment, a lot of people, including my partner here, Arnie Spanier, believe the Rockets can win the NBA title or will win the NBA title. What is the buzz with the Sharps in Vegas as far as, uh, you know, publicly I think so many people still love the Warriors, still love the Cavs. Are the Sharps on, on board with the Rockets? You know, they are, but not in futures, you know. And I think when the playoffs come, it's going to be interested to see if they back them in the, the, the matchup, if them two meet. That'll be very interesting. But the betting public is definitely in love with them because the betting market has moved, and this is what I mean. Houston was as high as 30-1, to 1, you know, last season. If, after the end of the season last year, year I mean they were a 30 to 1 shot now they're 6 to 5 and Golden State who just a few weeks ago we were saying they were over you know minus 200 almost yeah. minus 300 where you had to put 3 to win 1 now they're 11 to 10 so pretty much wow. even money a little better than even money on Golden State so no more do you have to lay 2 300 to win 100 on Golden State now you put 100 you get back 110 it shows you the respect that the betting market has for huge Houston, who, like I just said, who's now six to five, right behind Golden State, not far behind. So you know those two, pretty close to a coin flip on a neutral court as far as future odds go. Vegas runner, will a lot of people be going uh, betting against or, or trying to get the upset, betting against like a uh, Golden State in the first round or Cleveland in the first round or even the Boston Celtics in the first round? You know, I, I think you're going to see that this year, Arnie, and here's why. You, you saw it maybe two seasons ago, but last season you didn't. You know, it was like Golden State and then everyone else. So, you know, it wasn't even look for those next teams, even though you would think when it's so top-heavy, I always touch on that, when a league is so top-heavy, when a team's so dominant, you usually do get value elsewhere because if people think no one else has a shot, the number two, three best teams are giving you some good odds. And that was the case with the Warriors, but no one thought even number two or three really had a legitimate shot. But this season... Now that's changed. Like I said, it's you know you look at Toronto's down to twelve to one. You know that that was a, a huge difference compared to what it was just a month ago. You know because of the belief that no one's going to be Golden State in a seven game series. So I believe when the playoffs do start, you will see people looking for those teams that are capable of beating Golden State, capable of beating you know Cleveland of of getting there to represent the, the East or the West. I think that's what you're going to see. All right. You can tweet him at Greek underscore gambler. That's Greek underscore gambler. Or you can check him out at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. Good luck this week, my friend. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy the games. All right. Take care. Vegas Arnie. runner live from where else? Las Vegas. And you're right there in L.A. How many times must you must be going to Vegas like well, once a week for crying out loud, Aaron? First of all, Arnie. How come you don't give our friend Greek underscore gambler a hard time about his underscore, but I get nothing but but crap about it that I have the <laughs> underscore on my Twitter handle? What's up with that, Arnie? It feels like a double standard. Well, he's a Vegas guy. You know, whenever we go to Vegas, we'll get perks when we go. Oh. Uh, we'll just look him up there, and we'll get perks on that. So. I, I'm just saying, you know, you just you, you crush me on the underscore in my Twitter handle, and you, it just rolls off the tongue when we're talking about the Greek gambler. And Are yes, you a Vegas guy? Are you you like oh, going to Vegas or no? Love it, Arnie. Yeah. Love it. I, um, I'll um, i actually be going here in a couple weeks, as I oh. told you, pre-planned trip before I ever, uh, you know, before I was given the opportunity to come on air with you here every Saturday. So I'll be there May. I was just there for the Pac-12 tournament a few weeks ago. Uh, I, I would go there once a month if I could afford it. Uh, I'm not, you know, the funny thing is I'm not even a gambler. 
I'm just a people watcher. I just oh come come on now. I, I mean, I'll go. To I the got sp- a system that wins you Ooh. money. Oh, okay. We can talk. We can, can we talk about that? Maybe. Well, yeah. Off I, air. I, well, blackjack. First of all, in my world, blackjack is a professional sport. I'm, okay. I'm probably the only talk show host that thinks blackjack is a sport. Too. My theory on blackjack is I never bust. Oh, I I don't bust. So, oh, interesting. So you're yeah. just sitting on nine. No, no, I, I well, I can hit on that. I'm not going to bust. I will sit on 13. Wow. I will sit on 13 because a 10 obviously is going to make you bust. Once I'll hit on 12 and risk the bust there, but I, I won't hit on 13 or 14 or, or anything like that. You want to know why? Because if you bust, you got a 0% chance of winning. It's a great point. But if point. you hold on 13, at least you got a chance of winning. You know what I mean? Yeah, so last time I played blackjack was not actually in Vegas. It was... Foxwoods Casino uh, last <laughs> summer over there in Connecticut for my sister's wedding. I'll never forget Arnie. So we're it's dollar blackjack, and the oh. only the only reason I'm even playing, I'm with my cousin and his wife and my girlfriend. The only reason I'm playing is because they're giving us free drinks, and you know what's better than that? Uh, and and so I think I got like I was on like seventeen, but I was feeling hot, baby, and I was no. like, and I was like, I was like, hit me, and the whole table they oh. looked at me like. You jerk. You, you know yeah. what. And I'm sitting there like, this is dollar blackjack. Yeah. I feel really bad that you lost a dollar. I was feeling good, baby. And of I would throw a drink at you. Yeah. Well, they, they're I all throwing a drink at That's you. That's what my point is. It was a dollar blackjack table. I, w- I could have just given them all a dollar. Yeah. It was, it was unbelievable. But I, I do love Vegas. The other thing about Vegas, by the way, I don't know how to play craps, but is there anything better than because be- I have played craps with friends where they just tell me exactly what to bet. Is there anything better than just being on a hot craps table and just everybody's high fiving and 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 rubbing elbows? I don't know. That that's that's one of my other favorite Vegas. Things. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a craps. Why? Guy. As a matter of fact, well, well, you know, we'll pick that back up. But first, I want to check in with the Sager, see what's going on uh, with all the late scores and news and notes out there. The Sager, what's happening? Everything Dodgers lost. Oh, stop calling them that. Everything's stop final it. now. And by the way, when you uh, hear Aaron, a, a paragraph that starts. I got a system for Marty. <laughs> head for the hills. Don't head for the desert. Is my system wrong? Is it wrong to say, girl? It's fine advice, my but system, yeah. when you actually call it a system, it makes it sound like you live there. You you Guaranteed. have not moved there, and yeah. there's a reason for that. I was going to say, my system is grab a cold drink and walk around. That, that's what I do on Vegas. Oh, Vegas is fun to watch the big games, I must say, though. Just even if it's a Monday night football, I've been there like during World Cup, which is really oh. great. It's just, you know, you get the huge crowd. Everybody's in it for obvious reasons, but also with World Cup for national. Re- it's it's yeah. just a great environment. I sometimes. was there for the four- 2014 World Cup. It was awesome. Because, I mean, even you're at the pool, and they got those big TV screens set up. It's it's great for those kind of Oh, some of the hotels have big Brazil parties when they're playing. It's just, it's great. Uh, by the way, the UFC that's going on tonight, 2-2-3 in Brooklyn, Rose Namajunas with uh, a, looks like, unanimous decision. All three judges, 49-46 for her. And everything's final in baseball now as Oakland beat the Angels 7-3. Mike Trout, 0-4, three strikeouts. He's batting 184. Wow! Houston in 10 innings. I knew he was overrated. <laughs> the, give him time. Houston edged the Padres 1-0 on a 10th inning infield pop-up that the first baseman overran and missed. Colorado won on a 10th inning bases loaded walk, 3-2 against Atlanta. And the Giants beat the rival Dodgers on a 14th inning homer from Andrew McCutcheon, 7-5 the final. The game-winning three-run shot came on the 12th pitch of the at-bat, so McCutcheon went 6-7 for seven tonight. Philadelphia's win Crazy. was 20-1 to one over Miami. 
Miami. The Cubs with four in the ninth, one at Milwaukee, five to two. Cincinnati was down four nothing early and still won seven four at Pittsburgh. Eugenio Suarez five RBIs. Texas a 5-1 win against Toronto. Kansas City in the cold won 1-0 at Cleveland. Lucas Duda with a seventh inning home run. The Royals offense 3 for 30. St. Louis beat Arizona 5-3. Diamondbacks had been 6-1, even though actually Paul Goldschmidt's had a worse start than Mike Trout so far. Seattle and Detroit with wins. Yankees and Mets as well. The Mets 6-1. Boston 7-1 and one after a victory. Patrick Reed leads the Masters by three strokes over Rory McIlroy. Ryan Blaney won NASCAR's Xfinity race. Sunday's 500 at Texas will be on FS1, 2 p.m. Eastern time. The NHL regular season is ending tonight for most teams. 15 games, and then we'll have one tomorrow night when Boston, with a win, can clinch the top seed in the East tomorrow. Avalanche have won at home. Colorado eliminates St. Louis for the last playoff spot in the West. Philadelphia shut out the Rangers to clinch a playoff berth, and the Rangers fired coach Elaine Vigneault. Also, NBA, Denver and Milwaukee with wins, New Orleans and Oklahoma City as well. All right, thanks a lot to Sagers. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. Uh, He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You'll get our predictions coming up at about 45 past the hour. Aaron, I'm going to get to that golf idea in just one second. I just want to finish up the blackjack thing. I would play blackjack with a buddy of mine, and he would take me to a casino where the dealer was a new girl. Uh, She was new to the Vegas scene, Uh and she would tip off the cards that she had underneath. Uh, the, 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 the buried car there. Yeah. Well, so if she had a 10, if she had a 10 and she would check to see if she had 21, she'd go, wait a minute. I think I have 21. And she would look again. She goes, nope, I don't have it. (laughs) So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? I think your system is pretty bulletproof. Just find the youngest dealer available. Well, well, she would look underneath and if it wasn't an ACE, but it looks something like an ACE, well, it must be like a four. Uh... So my, my buddy would go. She's got 14, and boom, she got 14. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I love playing blackjack uh, at her table. Oh, my goodness. It was great. You broke Vegas. They probably made a movie about you, like those Harvard kids. Yes, yes. Same thing. Take it to the back room and hitting with baseball bats and all that stuff like that. It's okay. Yeah, no, it was like that. Now, we we talked about now we're number one. How would you fix golf? Because I think golf is going the way of baseball. Baseball is doing everything they can to catch the attention of the millennials by making it shorter, having a pitch count. Matter of fact, um, who was it in baseball today that said because he didn't have a chance to warm up enough that he gave up the home run and that was the reason why they lost? Uh, in their know, game today. Well, I was going to say, I know Gabe Kapler forgot to get his pitcher warmed up the other yes, day. Yes, I remember that one. I remember that one. But how would how, I think that golf should only be like a three-day event, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. What would you do, do to make golf better? Okay, to make golf more interesting. So, for the record, again, I don't like changing rules crazily because I think it, it makes it into a carnival. So, like this idea in baseball that we're going to start a runner on second base in extra innings, I think is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so I'm out on I'm out on sweeping rule changes. Right. So here's my rule change to make golf more interesting. What is the most interesting moment in Tiger Woods's career? It was when his his marriage blew up and we found out, oh my God, he knows all these women, the Perkins waitress, the adult film stars. What do you all- think like Elon should play doubles golf with him or no. something? <laughs> no. Rory McElroy. 
most interesting part of his career was when he was single Rory, broke up with Caroline Wozniacki via yeah. text. My rule change for golf is players aren't allowed to get married while they're on tour. That's <laughs> that's how you make them interesting. They get to they get to single Rory was the best Rory. Ricky yeah. Fowler is the most interesting guy on tour because he's single. Tiger was awesome during those two weeks when we found out. I mean, he was never really single, but even when he was single, he was dating Lindsey Vaughn. Uh, I think he dated somebody else in between. So that's my rule to change golf. Don't let them get married while they're on tour. They'll be more interesting. Yeah, you know, I kind of like that. That's what I'm they, saying. Yeah. I, cr- should... I racked my brain for hours today. When you sent me that question, I said, okay, well, do we move the tee boxes? Do we... Do th- do we change rounds? More holes, less holes? No, just don't let them get married. Solves yeah. everything. I love it. I think that's, that's the way it for. should be. You got to be single to be on the PGA Tour. I I think we should submit that and see if they make a change on I'm that. Down. I'm in. Yeah, remember that's Aaron Torres. Aaron underscore Torres. You can send the, your ideas to at Stinking Genius One is my Twitter handle. Uh, you know we talked about the NBA real quick. Um, I'm being out here in the Northeast. Obviously, there's a lot of Celtics talk. Kyrie. I got to tell you, I was all in on giving Kyrie Irving the max deal. I mean, who's not in on that? I don't know if this guy's ever going to be the same. If this guy's going to be 80% for the next five years, man, buyer beware. I don't know if I could not give him the max deal, but, man, it could hamstring the Celtics for a long, long time, considering there's a chance they get Kawhi Leonard when it's all said and done uh, to go ahead and add to this team. So, man, that's a blow to the Celtics. They were on their way to maybe going to the NBA Finals. Now they're, they could be losing in the first round. Yeah, and this goes back to, look, Kyrie wanted his own team. He wanted to get out of LeBron's shadow. Well, when right. you're the face of the franchise, that comes with pressure. And, yeah, but and, that didn't, that's not the reason why he's hurt, though. You know? No, but I just think that it, you know Kyrie, he was very injury-prone throughout his career, but it was over, I don't know if overshadowed is the right word, but he was given a pass because he was with LeBron. I mean, he missed the 2015 finals. This was a guy that's had injury problems all throughout his career. I mean, I remember when he punched his when he broke his hand cuz he punched a a stand, you know, the the padding on a wall after he, during Team USA stuff. He was hurt at Duke. And so I, I I'm bummed because it is the it obviously makes the playoffs less interesting. It's one less team that's going to be competitive and potentially have the opportunity to knock off the Cavs. But this is going to sound mean. Like, I don't feel bad for Kyrie. He was in a perfect situation. You know, look at somebody like Steph Curry. Steph Curry gets hurt. Well, now the whole burden isn't on him. He's got Kevin Durant. He's obviously got the guys that were already there. I know this is a big leap for me to make. I just don't feel that bad for Kyrie. He wanted to be the face of a franchise. Well, the season just blew up in smoke because you can't stay healthy. By the way, I don't think think injuries will keep uh, Steph or Kyrie uh, from being a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. though I do think their injuries will stop them from being like uh, maybe top 20 player of all time or maybe stop Steph from being one of the best shooters in the history of basketball because of these injuries mounting up. You know what I mean? 100%. No, I, I, I agree. And I, I think in the long term, it doesn't affect their legacy. Kyrie, still one of the most fun players to watch. Steph, one of the most fun players to watch. For the record, Steph not expected to miss significant time in the playoffs. Steve Kerson, maybe the first round. But it does kind of it it kind of changes how we talk about them, though, right? I mean, Kyrie is now a guy. Whether you're picking the Celtics before the season to win a championship, uh, picking Kyrie for your fantasy team, if you're just a Celtics fan, 
He's not a. I don't think he's a guy that you can count on being eighty-two yeah. games. You got to hope almost. But you but, still got to give him the max, though, don't you? You can't oh, let him yeah. just walk away. Can't let him walk away. It reminds me almost of what, what's going on with the Pelicans this year, as you mentioned earlier. I believe they clinched a playoff spot tonight. But they need Anthony Davis on the court all 82 nights a year. And when he's on the court, we see what he's done. He's basically carried that team without DeMarcus Cousins. But when he's not on the court, they're not a playoff team. And I think if you're a Pelicans fan, you just got to hope that every couple years the stars align and he's 100% healthy. And honestly, I think that's the point that we're at with Kyrie. By the way, first-round matchups, I would love to see San Antonio and the Rockets in the first round, and I'd love to see Oklahoma City uh, going up against Golden State. Still all very possible. I mean, uh, what a, a game separates four teams, and a game and a half separates five teams. So I would love to see those matchups, Aaron. I was going to say one thing really quick. I don't know that you can necessarily kind of tank for playoff positioning because there's so so many teams so close bunched together there. But if you're, say, the Thunder, Timberwolves, teams that are kind of in that 7-8 spot, would you rather get the Warriors in round one or the Rockets? Even though the Rockets are the one seed. Right. You'd still I think, rather, rather, rather? I think I'd probably get the – I would rather want the Rockets because, you know, Golden State, once the, if they're healthy and once the playoffs come around, you know they're just going to smoke you. I mean, it's damn if you do, damn if you don't, but I think I'd rather go with the Rockets. Yeah, me too. I was just thinking about that today, and like I said, I, I don't think teams can really kind of tank for position because everyone's so close you could literally just lose your playoff spot if you get too cute. But I was just thinking that. I mean, it's a weird year where we see it in the East all the time. The Cavs haven't been the one seed throughout this run with LeBron, uh, but – in the West, it's almost like you know, the the there's such little separation once you get past three or four. But at the top there, it's so interesting because I don't know. Would you rather be the four seed and and get the Rockets in the second round or the the whatever seed and get the Warriors? It's just interesting to me how this is all playing itself out. We'll come back. Uh, final thoughts, uh, predictions, and uh, of course picks for the final segment. All next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more in car insurance. Coming up at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas, with our buddies R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield. You're certainly going to want to tune in to them, a Vegas perspective of what's happening in the world of sports. All right, uh, a few things to get to before we do get out of here. It isn't delivery. It's Steve Vincenzo. Let's go. Oh, I, I, heard, I know. I, I heard that. I didn't make that up. What did you think? Final thoughts on Villanova. What did you think of there? Yeah. Uh, you know, look, it's hard to compare teams in different eras, especially in college basketball, but it was an incredible run. I don't know that I've ever seen a more dominant NCAA tournament run. The fact is, by the way, Arnie, they didn't even play that well for the first 15 or 20 minutes yeah. of that game and still won by about 20 points. Unbelievable effort by them, and uh, they're going to be remembered for a long time. Yeah, you know, all this talk, are they blue bloods and all that? Uh, that doesn't make a difference. I think Jay Wright's an underrated coach. I love that Villanova program, and that's the wave of the future. You have to get guys that are going to be there three, four years, these one-and-done guys. Uh, for all they're worth, how many times are they going to help a program with a national championship? For all we've got, it didn't help Arizona. It, it, matter of fact, Sean Miller's never been to a, a Final Four, So, uh, and Kentucky certainly is uh, underachieved. Duke. Uh, during the last couple of years, and Duke, too. You're right about that, Aaron. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have a great Dante DiVincenzo story. We'll have to save it for yeah. another time. I know we're short oh. on time here. Okay, well, you, yeah, I want to hear that one. All right, give me give me a little music. Uh, put us in the mood. Let me get a few predictions before we get out of here. As, as you said, you know you're short on time. So, oh, wow, wow. I just got two predictions. 
One, of course, is going to be the Masters. I'm going with Ricky Fowler. Wow. Ricky Fowler to come in from third, jump on up, and win the Masters. So I can get good odds. What a Vegas fun to say, like 7-1 to one or 8-1 to one on that. So Ricky Fowler and the Patriots will somehow trade up to, like, number two or number three to get the quarterback that they want. So look for that. But we're still way off on the draft on that, so I wanted to get that in. Any huh? uh, predictions, Eric? Yeah, first of all, you got to call Vegas Runner because you can get some great odds in your yeah. boy Ricky Fowler. Yeah. By the way, single. So if he makes the run, my theory will hold up, continue to hold up. Uh, I think Patrick Reed wins tomorrow. I'm boring. But Patrick Reed, the bad boy of golf, everybody wants to see him lose. Everybody wants to see him fail. He thrives in these moments. The least liked player on tour. He gets the W. I don't even know what else is on for sports tomorrow, so I don't yeah, want to make any more crazy predictions. Villanova in 2019. Is it too early? Can I do that one? Does that work? What's on TV? That I, I'm going to have to watch baseball. I'm going to have to watch the Mets and stuff. Not a whole heck of a lot of other baseball. Not a whole heck of a lot to watch. Well, I was going to say, how about, uh, first of all, your Johnny Dodgers? Manziel. Yeah, spring football league. Spring football. Johnny okay. Manziel had a touchdown, but was sacked three times in his uh, spring football debut. I want to thank the guys, uh, of course, uh, who have been with us for a long time. Raider Ryan, Eminem, DeSager, as I told you, uh, straight out of Vegas, coming up next. But I want to say something uh, today in the hockey world um, up in Canada, the Humboldt, uh, the Humboldt team, the Broncos, they had a bus crash that uh, killed 15 kids. I just want to say our thoughts and prayers are with the family and friends of the Humboldt team. Just a tragic situation. No words can describe what has happened up there. And we just want you to know we're thinking of you. My son plays hockey, played up there in Canada. Just an absolutely tragic, tragic situation. And and I'm sure you guys have seen the stories on Twitter, on the news. Um, it just It just eats away. I don't know how you go on after something like that, Aaron, but... Um, just horrible to see what these families are going through, and I, my heart just goes out to them. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Yeah. No, it's yeah. Uh, it was a tough story to. I, I woke up to it today. I mean, I wasn't on the computer, wasn't in front of the TV Friday. So sobering reality that yeah. uh, sports are fun, they're competitive, but it's not to use a bad term, life and death. And you you keep that in perspective when you hear a story like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely, keep that in perspective. Uh, go home and hug your kids tonight. That's for sure. Uh, coming uh, straight out of Vegas. Coming up next with our buddies uh, R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield. So certainly stick around for them. Thanks a lot. He was Aaron Torres. I'm Marty Spanier. Thanks to the crew. Uh, you've been listening to Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bring it every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut. Every game revealed. 
The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.